The Medallion, Part 5 I skipped dinner and lay in bed under the covers. Promote screams still rang in my ears, and the vivid image of the soil swarm assailing him haunted my thoughts. I tried calling him, but he didn't answer. The light from my bedside lamp was unusually bright. It hurt my eyes to look at it. It was as if I was staring directly at the desert sun. Downstairs, my parents were at it again. I wondered who would end up hurt this time. The sound of shattering glass broke the tension, and then an eerie silence filled the house. What was that? My ears tuned into the subtle hissing and rattling sounds emanating from somewhere within the room. My phone buzzed. I jolted upright. I expected it to be Pramuth, but it was a message from Richa. She wanted to see me tonight. I'll be there close to midnight, she texted. Shit. A comforting surge of warmth washed over my anxiety-ridden heart. Just what I needed to lift my spirits. Surveying the mess around me, I thought, time to clean up and look presentable. Tonight might just be my lucky night. Two knocks sounded on the side window downstairs just after midnight. I opened it to let Richard in. We tiptoed through the silent, darkened house and made our way upstairs to my room. How are you? she asked as we settled onto my bed. I don't even know how to answer that, I replied. I've never felt better, she remarked. Your leg? I questioned with genuine concern. I bet you're dying to see it, she teased. Standing up. Actually, I bet you want to see all of me. Her sudden boldness momentarily caught me off guard. But I quickly embraced it. She began to undress and soon presented her naked form, which was as perfect as a sensual ebony statue. The haunting memories that had gripped my heart faded. I never got to thank you for taking me to that enchanting place. Had I not visited... Had I not scratched myself on that carousel, I wouldn't have understood the true nature of things, she said. She then placed her foot close to me. Take a closer look, she said. To my horror, what was once a scratch had now transformed into a gaping wound, oozing blood and pus. I gasped as something moved within the wound. The atmosphere grew tense, as the sounds of a desert storm echoed around us, accompanied by a chorus of foreign and ancient chants that seemed to repeat the name, Apep. Suddenly, a snake's head emerged from her wound. I recoiled in terror and scrambled away. With a seductive smile, Richard advanced. Aren't you pleased with the gift you have given me? She purred. The snake slithered from her leg and onto the bed. A chilling sensation enveloped me, as if I was gripped by a severe fever. That place is the realm of the mesmerizer, 
His magical gaze holds power over all, she said. Overwhelmed with fear, I could only emit a feeble cry. Don't you see? Don't you want to witness? She cooed, closing her eyes momentarily. She reopened them to reveal yellow snake-like pupils. More snakes emerged from her wound and advanced towards me. She leaned in, pressing a deep kiss onto my lips. I resisted it with all my might, trying to fend off the encroaching darkness. A forked tongue slipped out, parting my lips with ease. You can have me. She hissed as hundreds of snakes covered the bed and my trembling body, their ridged scales evoking repulsion. The desert storm echoed louder, chants resonating in the distance. As the first fangs sank into my skin, Rich's body morphed into countless serpentine forms. The patterns on their scales depicted a half-man, half-snake figure brandishing the medallion, attempting to eclipse the sun. The storm was his roaring challenge to the skies, and my body, which was a canvas of snake bites, another sacrificial offering to fuel his dastardly campaign against the gods. (laughs) 